Welcome back to Face the Music. I'm Justin. I'm Tony. And I'm Jalon. Bro, he looked back like that, bro. Nah, I'm here knocking. I didn't know if it was y'all or like somebody knocking on my, my balcony, bro. I might have to go out. Oh, no, nah, that was me, bro. Okay. I was I was just uh trying to move yeah, my mouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My balcony, bro. I'm just saying, I'm, I don't know where I'm hearing it from. <laughs> I said, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to knock somebody out. Jalan on go mode. Okay, bro. <laughs> How's your day going, bro? Man, my day's going good, man. You know? Uh-huh. I don't know. Not really good, but I don't want to complain, man. But work sucks. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. Get it off work, your chest. Work Get it sucks, off your chest. yo. We had, yeah, yeah, I had a great yeah. weekend, yo. I had a great weekend. Great weekend was like, you know, one of the best weekends in a while. And then, you know, now you got to come back to like, you know, the knots. Yeah, I feel for you, man. I uh definitely had a great weekend, man. You know, enjoy some QT time with some fam, some friends, and yeah, man. Woke up this morning like, dang, is it Monday? Uh, Feels uh, like it, right? Like Monday. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, definitely had to uh regain my bearings. It took me a while, yo. Like, I don't think I got a grip until like maybe like two o'clock. <laughs> yo, the day was done. The day was through, but yeah. Sheesh. That, you know what? My day wasn't that bad. I felt like, I'm going to say this. It's just tough being back on the W-2 life. So for, for those of us that have to work that nine to five, it is what it is. Like, mm. I just feel like I I found that mental space where I'm like, I'm working towards something and I'm using my, you know, my, my nine to five as that. So. I don't really be that bad. I don't even let people get to me at work no more. Cause I'd be like, you know what? This shit ain't that serious. Like I don't even stress over work no more. Like it, it, it's pointless to me. It's like, there's always going to be more work. And if you stress about it, there's always going to be more stress. So it's like, y'all niggas fired me tomorrow. Like I really wouldn't be mad. Cause I'd be like, whew, I got some time to myself. So <laughs> I, I think I what that. me is different though. Most of my life I've been working for myself. So like now going from mm. that to like, you know, you're a new slave. <laughs> He's a new slave. Oh yeah, you, you gotta, slave. you gotta, you gotta get used to the. Family. You have freedom, like yeah. you have freedom, like it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna say this. So I've known Jalan is legit been an entrepreneur like the whole time I've known, and like we've kind of had like flip flop lives in a sense because I've been like got out of college, did a nine to five corporate shit. So I'm a corporate nigga. We flip flop for a little bit because I took a step away from work. And I got a taste of the entrepreneur life. And that's just like crack, nigga. Like having mm. the freedom to be able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Thing is, you just got to make sure you your lifestyle, your income are at that same point. Essentially, you know, for me, hey, that the money, I was like, I, I can't I can't be out here just going insufficient. I got to get back to work here. But like, <laughs> the, goal, the goal is to get back to that freedom because at the end of the day, anytime you're working for somebody, it just don't feel as good. Nah. Waking up and make somebody else money. Nah, and the thing about it, like, you like doing it, you out. know you're so like I me. Mean, I know I'm a genius up here, but then you're doing this stuff, and then people like that you know you're smarter that are telling you what to do. I'm like, yo, you don't understand. <laughs> you know, and like they try to break it down, like to like, you have to do this because of this, because of this. I'm like, no, like uh, come on, man. I'm not I'm not stupid. But you get like, okay. Can you give us no? Nah, I can't I can't talk about work. I can't give. I ain't trying to get fired. I work for people. I can't dump. I ain't saying give an exact like. Hey, bro, you can't. Never mind. Yeah, I can't dump my work. Never mind. I feel that though, bro. Like just to like, 
because I can't really talk about, well, I can't talk about work, but I can say that um, when it comes to this example, like working with different personalities uh, in a circumstance such as working for someone else, it's different. When you're working by yourself and you're meeting and partnering with other personalities, you'll probably have more enthusiasm to like really work with that person, right? Because you all maybe have a common goal. You know, money is bound to be gotten. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, in the corporate world or whatever, you know, you're working for someone, it's a little bit different. You got to move a little bit different and uh, it can be challenging at times. So, yeah, especially, so I can give an example. This is not this job. It's another job. So, you know, I think when I first started working, I worked in like warehouse or whatever. So it was like one thing. We just basically like moving mail from one thing. It was it was so stupid. But uh basically moving mail from one place to other. And I'm like, yo, why don't we just do blah 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 blah? He's like, oh no, we can't do this, blah blah blah. And like later on in the day, he said, Yeah, John, that's actually a pretty good idea. I said, duh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I'm not retarded. Like, yeah. Like the complexity 90s. is crazy. 5% of people who work day to day, and that's a statistic I just made up. So if y'all Google check that, it's going to be wrong. But my experience <laughs> is most people just do shit and they never ask why. So a lot of times they make like 17 extra steps and it's like, bro, you know you could have just did this. But when you tell them that, they, they, it click and be like, nah, nah, nah it, it can't be that simple. So they like, really, did they think about it like, and that nigga was right. So you fucked that nigga head up. He had been there 15 years. Ain't thought of that. <laughs> Day two, Jalon. Yeah. So it's that's crazy. what I deal with all the time. But you know, I gotta I'm, I gotta play my scale. I think that's the thing is that a lot of times we get caught in the working, doing the overtime, and you know, wasting all your time for somebody else instead of planning your day out to do something else. Because like I have a lot of friends that are working and they also in school. So they're kind of forced to do schoolwork. And work. So I kind of have to change my mindset of, you know, I'm working, but I also have to plan that, you know, second thing. Because mm-hmm. right now, the second thing True. is the podcast, but you still want to find something that's bringing you income Third, as well. Fourth, yeah, fifth. exactly. So yeah. I think that's the challenge because well, after you've done work, I'm tired. But, you know, I find time to do this podcast. Finding time outside of the podcast to do other things is, is going to be the challenge. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. We all there. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. For sure. I think, um, one thing to help manage um, that balance is like something as simple as just writing it down, writing it, writing it down, writing down your goals, uh, evaluating your mental health, man. Use a daily agenda. Like what? I'm not going to lie to you. If I pull up my phone calendar right now, like if anybody needs to do anything with me, it's just best send me a calendar invite. Mm Mm-hmm. Because like with between all the stuff that we all deal with on the day to day, your your day can get full up. So I just literally put everything in the calendar and I bounce some shit. Like long as I know I got something else to do, I'm fine. It's just that time when like there's nothing else and I slow down. That's when I realize I'm tired. But if I keep going, I'm like, it is what it is. So that's just what helped me shit. But outside of that, musically, since we are a music podcast, what y'all been listening to lately? Ain't y'all y'all got something? I got a whole bunch of junk, bro. A whole bunch of junk. We know DJ Khaled dropped. I mean, I think he had a pretty solid project. Like, I think it was solid. Now, in terms of his success, 
that's a whole nother topic, whole nother conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, huh? Yeah. 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 It's there now. I, I think I just seen it today. Like he was like talking about it on um social media, man. I mean, I think it's a solid project, but I truly believe it's that four minute verse that Jay-Z put on there that made it catapult like like that because everyone want to listen. So I don't know, you know, so I'm I'm listening to the DJ Khaled uh project, listening to um man, some it's it's this young artist out of Philly, man. His name is Core, but it's spelled uh K-U-R. K-U-R. And I seen him before. He was on like one of the BET freestyle ciphers one yeah. year. It was like way back, like way, way back. Like maybe when Kevin Hart and the husbands, the real husbands of Housewives, I mean house husbands was doing that shit. But um, he was there. He was young. He was raw. He was green. And uh, I've been following him since then. And this is his first project where it's starting to like really, really bubble. This shit is hard. This shit is hard. So You sent me that. I, I, I won't close on. That shit's tough. That shit is hard. <laughs> shit is hard. Jamal's like, I did not listen no, to No, 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 no. If y'all listen to the podcast, y- y'all know pretty much. When Justin and Tony like something, I hate it. I listened to the. I, I even saw because I, I saw your message. I couldn't respond. I was busy, but I saw your message. Yeah. Just like, yeah, man, he started it off good. That first song, blah, blah, blah. I hit that first song. I'm like, okay, Justin definitely must be listening <laughs> to a different project than I did because this this first song is no disrespect to the guy. I just feel like the production on that didn't do just any justice. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's. Can we can we all preface this though? So when Jalan sure. listens to music, he listens to it from a producer's ear. So that is the one thing. Me and Tony listen to it. I'm not to say we don't listen to production, but we listen to other things too. So I'm not gonna lie to you. The first thing I thought I was like, "Hey, this shit sounds like a mixtape." Yeah, it it sounded like a mixtape. Like I was like, "Oh, this shit on Apple." I was like, "This shit sound like that piff." But you know what though, like. Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased, but I know by me following his his work, it's his best work so far because of the the budget still coming up. Yeah. And the different types of beats, he's he's starting to find beats that work with his type of voice, his his flow. His flow is kind of repetitive in a way, but it's needed because what he's talking about is some real life shit. Like he's like really like talking about life. He's not just talking about just, you know, what Meek would scream about, right? He's talking about real substance. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased, man, but I've I heard that and I'm I'm like, yo, this shit is hard. So So I gotta ask both of y'all a question then. We have music podcast, but if y'all were ARs, Jalal, would you sign them? Sign them to what? Like if you had a record label, would you sign him to your record label? I was I didn't listen to enough, but that first song, I feel like he has to have he has to find no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You have to find another he'll okay. have to find a better producer. No disrespect to that producer, but that or I don't know if he selected the beats, he's gonna need better production. Because I, I didn't even get a chance yeah. to listen to what he was talking about because the beat was you can tell the beat is a I'm going to say my mind. The beat was amateur. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't mixed great. It wasn't knocking the way it's supposed to. The drum pattern was pretty simple. So it didn't, it didn't really get, catch my ear. So honestly, if I would have heard it, you have one chance with me and I skip. I've listened to the second one because y'all said y'all liked it. I skipped it and I'm never listening to the rest of the album. So yeah, I, I, I honestly wouldn't. 
to answer a record label then. Yeah, facts. Because <laughs> to answer the question, like, man, I I've been following this kid for a minute. He young. I've been I've been following him for a little minute, man. And um, I can see the I can see the growth. I think he has a lot of development uh, in terms of just like what Jelan is saying, as far as you know, picking out beats, uh, production, maybe having that ear for that. But in terms of his lyricism, it's needed. I I hear the growth. It is something that I'm like, yo, this guy is really on to something. So I would sign him because I want to see on the trial basis, like how would he develop within a specific time? Like what would what would come from that? Because technically speaking, if I really want to get real with my ears, I didn't hear a single. I think I heard one song on that project that I'm like, I can probably hear that on the radio. Maybe yeah. I could probably hear that on like, I don't know, one of these music stations on cable, like MTV Jams, like Jam of the Week or some shit like that, if if it was buzzing like that. Yeah. And I, I even heard he had a, a outdoor performance that Made in America this past weekend. So he's making buzz for himself, but I would sign him just to see what he does. And if he does something good and cool, that's just like that, that girl, uh, Glorilla, she like got her. signed. I mean, it's I like evident that. she got signed off of a trial basis. And now you got every girl with captions on IG and Facebook talking about he got 99 problems and the biggest one is me. That's her first line to her next single. So it's like, huh, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Justin, you, you uh, didn't, you yep. didn't, it's your turn. You, you want me? Oh, shit. I actually, I'm going to say this, right? So listening to him, we've listened to a lot of uh we listen to I've listened to a lot of like younger artists when they first start, like even going back to like, you know, Big Sean and some of the mixtape rappers. So his shit reminded me of that. Would I signed him? Yeah, I would. He just needs some development. Cause I think about Meek, like when we first heard Meek versus what Meek turned into, like Meek early production wasn't all the greatest. His lyricism was fire. Yeah. Like then he got good producers and then you know it changed for him I think like at the end of the day Jalan is absolutely right about one thing if you have good production most people hear the beat you sure yeah for sure a lot of nowadays most people are not like hey yeah the beat was fire but what is you saying because there's a lot of artists a lot of popular artists with very trendy uh like doing well numbers wise I think it's absolutely like trash lyrics wise but it's not what we're on right now Hmm. It's interesting, bro. Cause goddamn, we could say the same thing about Drake with 40. When Drake and 40 came out, I thought 40 sucked. I'm like, what? yo, 40, no, for real. I like what he did with the transitions, but overall, I'm like, this is his ceiling right here. Drake, Drake gonna have to figure that out. He's gonna have to figure out where to go next. And he did, luckily. But um, that's usually how those artists start off, man. They, they, you know, they probably got a golden pen, and the producers at their ceiling, right? They get what they can afford. Exactly. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, with with that, the forty and Drake, I think if you have an artist that you you see potential in, and the artist sees potential in you, if y'all are working together over a period of time, y'all gonna both grow because the artist is like, the artist has more control. Cause like if I send a beat to whatever the guy is in for, 
He's just going to rap on it and put it out. I have no input. But having a producer in your corner, all the songs are going to become better. Because I had at one point, I was working with an yeah. uh, artist. He was he lived in what? Cal, uh, what is the name? He lived in California. I think he's from Canada. He lived in California. We were sending uh, beats back and forth. And, you know, can you change this? Drop this out. Let's make a bridge here. So now you have more control. You have a better song. So I don't know if y'all hear like a lot of songs where they have like one beat in the beginning, another beat in the end. It's because they have full control. And we had a couple of songs like that. So it's if you have a producer in your corner and y'all are both working hard, the music is going to get better. But if you're just trying to rip beats, you're not going to really have, you know, great success. You know, because like even Kendrick Lamar, he first started, he had producers in his corner. He had a mixer. So that's yeah. why he's, he is where he is. J. Cole, he makes his own beats. Yeah. That's why he is where he is. You know, yeah. you got to have somebody in your corner. Like J. Cole, had, not J. Cole, Jay-Z had the Just Blaze. The, you know, he, but Jay-Z had everybody, honestly. He had, had, everybody. He had, he had everybody. He had everybody. He came up in a high yeah. time. Yeah. He had a whole he had, he had everybody. <laughs> he don't count. He could pick and choose. He was yeah. good. He was good. Yeah, so yeah. It, all dep- it all depends yeah. on your producer and the kind of relationship y'all have. That's going to make the songs better. But just ha- just like random producers, no, nah, you're not going to have too much luck. I like that perspective, Jalon. How, how you sure. put that? Because I, I, I wholeheartedly agree too. Because I think, damn, now that I think about like every rapper I like, they have a producer with them. Like I like Crit, Crit early stuff. He produced. Yeah. All the beats sounded different. It didn't sound like the same style. Like I'm not going to say that this person is not a great artist, but I'm not the biggest fan of their work. Like for an example, DJ Mustard. To me, all of his songs sound repetitive. They're good beats, but they have a certain like, oh, that's the DJ Mustard beat. Like uh, you can just tell and stuff like that. And all his artists kind of frame that. But I look at like Pharrell and I'm like, damn, the people he worked with, every song sounds different based off of that artist. So nah, bro. Producers, y'all, y'all, y'all do y'all shit out here, bro. Um, but another project, Big another facts. project I want to talk about is that J J I D man. He did a great job. Oh yeah, he did. Oh yeah, he did. That was he, tough. I've been a fan of JID since the first Dreamville Festival. I didn't know about him, and then he was on stage, and his performance was so great. I'm like, yo, I gotta check him out. And he had a project, uh, DiCaprio two. Yeah, two. DiCaprio two. I'm like, this is fire. So I'm kind of surprised it took him this long to come out with an album because I was, I was very impressed with what I heard on that um that project. And Cole did that. Cole did what? Took this long to drop the album? Yeah. I think I think because honestly, honestly, I think the buzz he had when he dropped that compared to now, I don't think it actually really greatly increased. I feel like he could have dropped this album that same time. Because I'm a, this is why I say why, right? Um, watching like TDE to me, Dreamville and TDE have always like done similar things. Like they're very selective about when their artists mm-hmm. drop. Like you never saw like Ab School. Like they don't drop all their shit at the same time. Yeah. TDE like. Dream builds the same way. It seems like just from watching them, Cole drop. Then months later, they let Cole have his window. Nobody drops. And you'll hear like Boz or Ari Lennox come out with a project. J.I.D., I don't think his growth has changed anything, but I feel like the respect that he garnishes people, like if J.I.D. dropped, niggas gonna check in because he's a Dreamville artist and he's been on track. So I feel like J.I.D. gonna have his window as his window's funneling. Ari Lennox project about to come out. So now you have a Dreamville like in the summer going into fall. So that's why I feel like it's kind of, and like J. Cole just announced he's going to be on the cover of like 2K. So it's a lot of noise going about Dreamville. To me, from a business standpoint, it just seems very strategic and well-planned. Like niggas just don't do this shit by mistake. It don't happen randomly. Like this was planned out in my mind. 
Yeah, I think uh, as far as JID's fan base, I don't think it changed much. But I, I do, I do think that the respect level definitely increased, uh, especially from the last Dreamville, like the last Dreamville Fest. I think it came out there briefly. Fuck it up with the damn um, stick song that's on the um, big old album that they have. Uh, Dreamville got that whole album. The whole crowd went crazy, and the nigga left, he vanished. <laughs> That was it. Like he didn't. He just did the song and he was gone. Like it was the dream. Dreamville was a two day festival this year. It was a. It was a two day. It was a long time. The first time I think it was like one day. And then, you know what I'm saying. So like we was expecting to see more um, JID uh, sidebar uh, interviews. You know pictures, things of that nature. No mingling. He just went straight to work. So. By him being solid and dropping this album, I think it was well anticipated from the fan base that was already built up. So, and he did a great job, straight up. Storytelling. He even told you to, his whole life as far as what he was doing, you know what yeah. I'm saying, throughout throughout time. So, yeah, man. Where do you Don't, rank him as a storyteller after this project? Honestly speaking, he's definitely top. I'll give him top four. I'm not going to say five. I, I'll give him top four. Top, top four and what? what you saying top, top four, four to what? Like when? Top four. Like all, like all time? Nah. Or like, top, like... top four of contemporary artists that are okay. story okay. storytelling. There's not too many. Okay. So okay. I'll give him top four for sure. Right. I'm sorry. Who, who's a, who, the, who the other three? Uh, now, I'm speaking about my own personal. Okay. My okay. own. My own personal ears. All right. So my top. Three, I'll give J. Cole, Kendrick. Um, I'm gonna throw in a contemporary artist that is really storytelling, man. J. Cole, Kendrick, shit, who else, man? I don't know. I mean, you can, you can, you can drop fucking uh, J. Rock. I don't care. And then, J, you know, J. I. D. So these are contemporary artists that are making within the last five years. They dropped something. I'm not talking about the Jay-Z's, the Nas, all the people that already earned their earned their stripes. They already got it. You know what I mean? Like, nah. I'm talking about people that are like, that either they're new they're icons, they're yeah. new icons, or they're making music to become one. You feel me? So yeah. yeah. Storytelling now. There's a there's a there's a whole difference. Storytelling and lyricism, I think, is two different things. Anybody can be cool with the pen, but that storytelling, though, that's a that's a different. You're going in a rap. You're starting to use your words as a mirror. You're like reflecting shit back onto people. JID proved that. Straight up. What's your uh, What's your favorite um, What's your favorite storytelling song? Ooh. As of right now, in all general, time. all time, whatever, what currently, it doesn't matter. Shit, too many to choose from, bro. Like, uh, I got two. All right, and no, I don't. I got three. Fuck it, I can't. Cause I'm a. I, this is why. So, I agree with Tony talking about storytelling, but like, I like real aggressive rap, and there's some like I like King Von and King Von Crazy Story. It is like from a rap standpoint, it is a phenomenal story to rap. Love the song, 
really good. Like it's it's real hood. Okay, so but okay, I so gotta go gonna, with like it's, about what, it's a son, sing about me by Kendrick me? Lamar. Can you hear me? Are you gonna talk about what the song is? Can you not hear me? We can hear you, but you didn't hear you just passed away King Vaughn. What if you never heard King Vaughn? Ex- explain oh, to the audience damn. what that song is about. Oh shit. Uh <laughs> oh damn. So crazy story is I don't know how to explain this, but I like rapping a song. It's pretty much about King Vaughn like running up on somebody. But you just got to listen to the song. Like, it's a really fire song. It's a great story. But if y'all like real ignorant or drill rap, you might not like it. So it don't speak to everybody. It's not like Kendrick sing about me. And that's probably like, from a story standpoint, the first time I heard Good Kid, Mad City, and I heard that song, I was like, I I felt like I was there. Mm -hmm. Like, I was living that, that moment. So that is probably like, as far as contemporary artists, I haven't heard, and for my opinion, a better song, like a story than that. But all time, my favorite is Outkast, Spodiotic, Dopalicious. I can't pronounce it. Yeah. Classic. Southern That's a song. classic. That's a classic. The show. You don't know the song? You get, I, I, I don't. I'm the audience, and I don't know anything. So we need, we need you, you to explain. I'm just saying, we got, we're running a podcast here. We want to inform the audience. They want, you want right. to, if this, okay. this, this storytelling song gave you so much insight, you should be able to talk about it right now. Oh, no, no, no. Like, this song has gave me so much insight. So it's much like the most Southern song in the world to me. If you play it, it starts off with probably the most iconic trump- trumpets and horns that you can hear on a rap song. Um, starts off with probably one of the smoothest, like, you know, Sleepy Brown sings it. Mm. Uh, you got Big Boy and Andre 3000. I'm going to tell you why people probably don't know that this song is where, like, who else want to fuck with Hollywood Cole? Like, that line that we've heard sampled, like, and the crowd goes wild. Holyfield just won the fight. Like, he's telling this story, and it's like the smoothest shit ever. Then you get Big Boy slides in, and he's spitting some real grown-up shit to you, you know? You got to be man enough to handle your responsibilities, you know? Can't be gaming for you, baby, on that dope money. Might not always be sufficient, you know? Like, real shit. I heard that as a young, and I was like, I don't know what these niggas are really talking about because I'm seven. <laughs> but I relate, you know? And as I've grown up, that song, like, the respect that these niggas dropped in 96, and it's still, from a subject matter perspective, still very relevant. I was like, bro, that's the, that's, that's, that's all, that song is fire. Mm. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, man. So if I had to uh, answer this question and if I had to be sure that the audience don't know what I'm talking about, you know, I don't want to I don't want to be biased. Uh, I got so many storytelling songs that I can choose from, man. But the only two that I can think of that made an impact in a way that made me look at these artists like, yo, they're they're, I got to listen to them. All right. I got three. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to start off light. I'm going to start off light. Uh, D'Angelo, he's a singer, right? Back in the day, I forgot his, I think the album was called Africa. I, I think, I forgot. I, I forgot the name of the album. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He had, well, he had this song on there called The Devil's Pie. And The Devil's Pie is a great song, especially for any young man. Any man, you know what I mean? Just in general, 
just trying to just understand how to live <laughs> and fighting temptations and not being greedy and, and, you know, all the seven, all the seven deadly sins that is, you know, said within a specific religious book, right? Uh, you know, how can you maneuver that without compromising your life in a sense? That is ultimately what he was talking about when it comes to the devil's pie. Every, every, everybody's going to get a slice and it's about how you manage that. Dope song, check it out, right? Classic. Another song, Common Testify. What? Yeah. yeah. That fucking song. When yeah. Common dropped that shit, who the fuck produced that damn song? Kanye? Kanye. Was Kanye. It Kanye? Yeah. It's Kanye. Kanye, exactly. So it had high quality production, high quality storytelling from a Chicago perspective. Fable. It was a it was a straight up fable. And if you if you're smart, you would know that fables are fake. It's not real. It's not a real story, but he made it feel real. You know what I'm saying? Girl playing him. You know what I mean? She testifying against some guy and trying to convict him as being a fucking murderer. Next thing you know, she's a damn murderer. Walked out the damn courthouse like she ain't do nothing, you know? Right. That is the story of a lot of women nowadays, if you you really ask me. But that's that's my second. And my third one, this is just off of personal... Lil Lil Wayne, Lisa Marie. <laughs> I, I know, I know, yo, I know that song. Yo, it's a story because any fucking woman that you can think of that made you have highs and lows, that's Lisa Marie. I gotta go back and listen to that song now. Lisa Marie is is all that, yo, and it and it kind of gives that gives that old school slick Rick type vibe too so those are the three that i could think of that that kind of made an impact in terms of storytelling and really listening to an artist's pen and perspective of their artistry so yeah man i gotta, I gotta check that song out again uh, lisa marie because i remember that's what came out when he was in high school because at that point what was that what album was that it was a mixtape. It was a mixtape. Yeah, because basically what I did, I had a girlfriend at that point. I was calling her by her first and middle name, like kind of similar to the Lisa Marie song. So that, that, that's the only, that's the one reason why I remember that song. That was pretty funny. Um, it's a dope yeah. one. Um, what's, next? what's next? Okay, it's my turn, right? So my first one is J. Cole Dreams. This is off the warm-up. So you have to, is it the warm-up? Let me just double check. The yeah, up. the warm up. So if you're if you're not a J. Cole fan, like day one fan, you wouldn't even know mm-hmm. what that song is. And the reason why I like that song is because basically what this is about is like you see a woman or well, a girl at the time, because we were young, you see a girl and you're like madly in love with this girl. You're thinking like, yo, this is my wife. <laughs> you, you have all these fantasies in your head, but then you're nervous to talk to her. So you never talk about it. Every time you see her. Yeah, that's her. That's her. Yeah, that's that's my girl right there. She don't, even know it. <laughs> she don't know. That's my girl. There she go. That's my girl. So there. that's that's basically kind of related to him because like you nerve so nervous, and then you're thinking that's your future wife or whatever. So basically, the dope thing about that is he's telling that story, talking about he actually did approach her. She said she has a boyfriend, and then he's sticking like in his mind, yo, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna see him. Okay, I'm gonna roll, ride him off the world. I'm killing him. So it's. So it's it's the dope thing about that song. He actually made a part two to it, and if you not if you weren't a fan, you didn't know. 
So the second song was called, I wrote it down. Power Trip. So the second part of that, that yeah. dream is Power Trip. So now this is him still crazy in love with this girl. After all mm-hmm. the money, after all the fame, he's yo, I'm still uh, in love with this girl. He's talking about going back to Fayetteville. Now, now you're gonna be mine. Cause now I'm the man and I, you can be mine. So if you watch the video, so if you watch the video, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Okay. Right. Yeah. No, nah, you just told me something, bro. I'm like over here, like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like, damn. Yeah. Wow. So, nah, I feel that, yeah. bro. That's so dope. it wasn't all in the lyrics, like the the storytelling, but it was more like in the video as well. So he's talking about pretty much blended mm-hmm. together. But if you see it, he, he is coming back. He's saying he had all this money. And then she happens to be in a relationship with Miguel, who's happened to be her boyfriend in the, in the thing. And he's showing that he's burying Miguel because he went back to kill Miguel with love of his life. And now, you know, he's going to get his girl. That's wild. And that was a tough-ass song, too. I watched both of the videos. Seen them a lot. Yeah. Did not put two and two together. Yeah, yeah. Damn. It was pretty. I know the minute I heard Power Trip, I said, this is the part two. I wish I could like could have said, yo, this is the part two of the song, but like it was like, I don't think Twitter was popping, but I didn't have the buzz to be makes, yeah, people to know that I I knew. Though. That makes yeah. sense. Well, I, I had a I had That's a question dope. then. What did y'all ever y'all don't gotta talk about who it was, but y'all have to have an experience where you were infatuated with a woman and like, what's the stupidest thing you did in that kind of mm. mode? <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna bring home stupid Tony. You can start because I, I got stupid. For okay, that. yo, like, all right, okay. So, if I had to think of the dumbest thing or whatever I've done, try to get a woman's attention, yo. Like, man, I shit, yo. Like, nothing's coming to mind, bro. Like, and 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 the reason why is because. Before I really gained bearings as far as like understanding how to, you know, approach women, I always was that part one type J. Cole type guy, you know, have thoughts in my mind, premeditated about what I'm going to do, da, 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 but I would never fucking do it. I would just sit back and be like, damn, there she go. There she go. So it was times where I would uh, try very nervously <laughs> Always get rejected though. Always. In the in the sense of like, oh nah, you cool. Nah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh uh something really, really stupid. I don't remember doing anything that jeopardized my character, but mm. I remember being rejected enough to the point where I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I ain't gonna lie, you know, I'm just focused on school. I'm just go to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a story because so, so I'm realizing that that dream song is kind of a little more like it's, it's a lot more relatable than, I, than I thought yeah because he was talking about like <laughs> he was talking about following the girl home to find out where she stay right so <laughs> uh oh hey hey my boy hey do you oh, want to say, oh, <laughs> oh. hey, say this one I'll, you know, disclaim hey. it all right now, right now. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, no, allegedly. no, it was in high school. It was allegedly. in high school, so yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Oh, okay. So uh, basically, allegedly. basically, what it was. <laughs> so basically, what it was. I remember. I don't remember what year it was, but basically, it was like two new girls. They both were bad, right? Nineteen ninety-seven. What? I said ninety-seven. You said what year? Yeah, let's just say. Let's just, let's just say ninety-seven. You're right. 
Those two, two new girls came to school, both of them bad. I know one of them was like a freshman and the other one, I forgot what year, but she was pretty much of age, right? So I'm seeing them like, yo, these two girls is bad. It's high school, high school. How, what grade were you in? I was of age. <laughs> <laughs> I was of age. The fuck? <laughs> listen, me, listen. I, I, have, I have no game in high school, okay? Relax, okay? All right. So, yeah, so I was of age. So I found out this girl was um older. I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't, no, I didn't, I didn't know. I had to ask. So she was bad. She was looking, yeah, she was bad. Like, pretty much the, yeah, every time I saw her, like the song, yo, this is mine, blah, blah, blah. So at that point, I wasn't approaching a bunch of girls at that time. So I saw her sitting down with her friend. I'm like, this is my chance. You know, sometimes you try to wait for them to be alone. I said, nah, I'm, I'm shooting my shot. So I talked to her for a little <laughs> bit, blah, blah, blah. It was awkward because I didn't know. Um, and then she said she had a boyfriend somewhere where she used to live. I said, okay, cool, whatever. And I just kind of left it as that. Um, but basically, she ended up being on my bus. So we ended up having the same bus. I never actually talked to her on the bus. But I find out she lived in like the neighborhood right across, you know what I mean? Not too far. So at that point I was working out, like, you know, it's kind of running and stuff. So I made sure I was running that the same way past. Her. I said, if I see her outside, I'm going up she there. She's gonna see me. She's gonna see me shirt that off, is baby. Hilarious, yo. That's that's not that's not a more, a lot of people have done that. Bro. That's uh, not, yeah. that's I would say that's pretty. That's pretty okay, healthy. Good. Yeah. I mean, that's, okay. too, that's not too bad. To that's a certain okay, extent. Cool. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But, but I made sure to slow down. Especially I, I made sure to slow down past the house. She gonna come outside. Yeah. No, nah, facts. That's when you <laughs> make sure you stretch. You gotta wear a nice fit. Yeah. You only gotta do frilly run. Just run down her street. Yeah. Make it look like you run. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what I did. My, my little creep, creep story. Whatever you want to call it. So... My story um, is definitely not a, a new story because I feel like I've said this on the podcast like 75 episodes ago. But it goes back to college when I was a young, impressionable man uh, listening to that J. Cole Dreams. And I had that person that had a crush on, you know, significantly. All oh, that song, we all been there. We know how that feels. Uh, yeah, and I bought a beta fish. It's the dumbest thing I've ever done. And that's when... I became a, yeah, yeah. After that, that was the last dumb thing I did. Bought, bought mm-hmm. one fish for a chick in college. It seemed smart. My niggas didn't tell me no. They just went with me. But they clowned me after. So they all knew it was a bad idea, but they just wanted to see me follow through. And I followed mm-hmm. through with stupid. And <laughs> that fish was intended to be like a peace offering for a relationship that never happened. So... Yeah, fellas, never buy a woman to fish. And I'm I'm just thinking back to our last episode. We were talking about the different types of males. You bought a beta fish, so probably at that part you were. I was never with no beta. Nah, 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 man. We all all went through damn learning experiences, man. You gotta, you gotta, I feel like you gotta gotta learn. I'm not afraid. I'm gonna say this. When it comes to anything, I'm not afraid to make a fool of myself because, like, at the end of the day, I'm confident. So, like, if you've been around, like, especially your niggas, y'all clown each other back and forth. So it's nothing. Yeah. You could be the cleanest nigga in the room and still get clowned on the most. So to me, it was like one of those things that, hey, bro, I bought a chick of fish. We got good laughs off. It's a good story, yeah. you know. I can tell younger men, hey, my boy, don't do that. <laughs> don't do not do that. You know, My lesson Shit. for somebody else's blessing. You know what, though, to go off of that? Like, hell, my damn ex-girlfriend fucking clowned my ass, bro, and I still had her, so... I still had her, but the thing is, um, 
I would tell young guys, yo, you know, make a fool out of yourself. Just don't get hurt and just don't hurt them. Mm-hmm. Be all right. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, it does build character. Like, I remember, man, like, growing up, you know, those transitions from middle school to high school, high school into college, like, rejected. Rejected. Every time I tried to shoot, I would miss. But when I got into college, it was a whole different damn, whole different plan. Whole different arena. Whole different, yo. I I ain't going to put too much of my shit out there, but freshman year, that was when the shit changed. It was damn near the first two weeks. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm feeling it now. Eight o'clock, eight o'clock. I'm up. <laughs> I'm up. I just I just ate breakfast. I'm waiting by the fountain. <laughs> Tony, you was one of those dudes that sit by the fountain. Yo, yo, I would I would sit there, look at my little planner, be like, all right, so what's next? All right, I gotta go here. <laughs> yo, yeah, yeah. But not on like on some stuff where I was trying to shoot game. I was just trying to just observe okay. my Okay. okay. Surroundings, you know what I'm saying? I want to post it up type dude. I was just a guy that was just sit there and be like, oh, what the hell's going on? <laughs> All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, I have two other songs. So I have... Okay, yeah. So I have two other songs. So one of the songs is Kendrick Lamar, Duckworth. So that song was probably... That song gave me chills. So that song is on his... Damn. Yeah. What album is that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's the last song on that album. Or the first. Depends if you how you flip it. Depends how you flip it. Um, So basically what what that song is him telling the story about his dad and Top Dog, who's basically the top of the um, music label he's on. Basically how they knew each other. His dad worked at a a burger joint and Top Dog was basically trying to rob the place. He robbed a lot of places at that time. So basically what happened is his dad was being, you know, kind to the guy, giving him free food. Or, you know, whatever's going on. So he ended up, did end up robbing the place and even have a chance of getting killed. And that changed everything. Because if, you know, without having his dad's life, his whole life could have changed. Having Top go to jail, he wouldn't even have that chance. So his whole life could have changed Thanks. by telling this story, which was, you know, was kind of dope. So it just pretty much showed like other people's decisions in their life affect his life. Um, this is a little deeper question. What, what things are you doing now that you think are affecting other people's lives? Affecting as in what, like in a good way? Yeah, of course, in a good way. Of course, like, we're not sharing no negative. All right, all right, all right. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out like what, what angle. Um, a lot of stuff, man. Like, uh, hey, you know, there's two different perspectives, man. Like, I can say uh, professionally, man. You know, helping the people out. Can't really go into much detail because then I'm start, I'm starting to talk about work, but I love helping people, and I do that all the time, and even from a personal business type prof- professional realm, I do the same thing. Like I help, I help out people that needs help. I mean, I always been that, been that guy that show support. I never been that guy that wants it back. I only would like it back if it's genuine. If it's not, it's okay. You know, like <laughs> you're not hurting me none. The damn show still going on. So I would say that, um, by me having the, um, Willpower to just show up and uh, support is what I see myself doing that's good as of right now. Of course, there's more to come, but yeah. Yeah, just helping out, man. Uh, For me, I'm going to say this. 
<clears throat> similar to like the Duckworth song, I don't think you really know what impact you're making in somebody's life until like you never do. So I feel like when I think about some of the more impactful moments in my life, I guarantee the person that was trying to do that, I don't think they were intentionally trying to be impactful. Right. It just so happened that that moment was like, damn, bro, you said some real nigga shit. And it's just like, that stuck with me. Yeah. So for me, like my day to day, like when I'm dealing with people, it's just like, okay, how can I assist them and just be like the best version of myself? And I don't like try to do like fucked up shit to people. So for me, like it's it's hard to throw me off of like my like my even chilledness. Like I don't let shit get under my skin. So in my mind, is if I can treat everybody the same way, if I impact them, I, you never know. Like I never I don't know the impacts for people in my life that I might have impacted shit like that. Cause I know the people that have impacted with me for shit, they don't know. If I call them up, like, hey bro, this thing you did right here stuck with me. Everybody, like, nigga, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't even that. People that have impacted me have like not been also the most impactful people too. Mm. They random ass fixtures in my life that have no significant meaning and it could be a crackhead. So it's like, damn, but that's an impactful crackhead. So yeah, in my life, that's how shit is, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Crackhead spit gyms, nigga. Like, (laughs) Um, I think for me, I, I honestly affect people every day. I think it's just being myself and, you know, being open and being honest with people. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, people are going through things and just being an heir. You don't even have to give them advice. Being an heir could change anything. I just, I feel like being super honest with what I go through helps somebody get through, you know, their problems. And I was talking to one person recently and I was going through something and I was pretty much open to them and telling them about it. And then I found out like, you know, months later that they were going through the same thing. So it's just like, wow, you know, so just being honest with somebody and, you know, just expressing everything and also doing this show. Like doing this podcast, us expressing our life, this might be what somebody listens to to get through a stressful work week, you know? So I just feel like just being honest and open and, you know, having fun. You're, you're affecting people every day. You just might not exactly know it, though. It's facts, bro. Shouts out to whoever facts. you are listening to our voices to help you get through your stressful day. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wholeheartedly. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have one more song. I don't really have a story about this. It's just a song for y'all to, to listen so it's called Nas Rewind. So basically, I don't know if you ever heard it. He basically starts from the end of the story and goes to the beginning rapping. Even some words, he's even saying backwards to actually get the point of the story. I think that's pretty dope. Because actually, the, I ain't gonna lie, the first time I heard this song was actually rapped by The Game because he had this song called Rewind. I said, yo, this is crazy. This is super creative. And the coworker said, yo, Nas did it first. And I said, oh. Listen to it. It's basically the same song, but the game is just, you know, pretty much redoing it. That is wild, so, yo. So we now gonna get a game as flowers did for you know, you know. I'm saying I, I can because without him, I wouldn't have known about the Nods you version. Know that song. But, yeah, but a lot people do that all the time. They copy somebody else, and you know, everybody knows who they copy, but you know, they copy them and just kind of just you know do it that way. Yeah. That is true, man. There's a lot of artists that, that copy styles. You segued into something that I don't want to pass up because you brought his name up. The game. Mm-hmm. Right good. now, you know, he's he's in a lot of uh we've we've heard his name a lot like this on the social media. Give y'all what are your honest opinion of like the game as an artist? And did y'all listen to his last project? Because I ain't really Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go first. His last project, it depends on what it was. Was the last project with all the the women pregnant on there? 
Is that that project? Nah, the last project was like this most recent one. He, did he just drop an album? I don't think so. I heard he did. He just dropped an album because I feel like that's what the whole Eminem diss on. People were like, that shit kind of like super muddy. It's trash. That's the internet is saying that 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 diss track. I like. Hold on. Let me let me, let me look it up. I'm I'm doing the same thing. This is what happens when we bring up somebody that we weren't. Oh, he has an album yeah, called Cheat Codes. Oh. Realmatic. No, what? No, that's not it. No, okay, maybe he has it. Says, it says it says an album called Dramatic Heart. Cheat Codes. 2022. That's not it? Bro. Oh, never mind. Never mind. That's not it. No, I don't think he dropped the what album. What service are you looking on? I don't think he dropped the he album. It's Drillmatic. He dropped an album. Is it, is it called Realmatic or Drillmatic? Drillmatic Heart versus Mine. Newport, come on. Yeah. I've heard that uh, that that title floating, bro. Like, yeah. He got Drillmatic. 29 songs on it. I didn't, no. I didn't hear Oh, it, Drillmatic Heart. Oh, I haven't heard that song. No. No, so the album the album that I heard was super dope was Born to Rap. That album is fire. That album is fire. Um, even though the cover was that's on Gold Daytona. It's on. Uh, yeah. So the thing about that album, like he does so much stuff in the audience. I mean, he does so many things outside of music. It kind of throws off his music because that album was great. The cover was trash. It was a bunch of people, a bunch of women that were pregnant that were in the studio. I understand what he's saying, Born to Rap, but it still wasn't. Wasn't great to look at, but the, um, the album for the most part was a dope album. You know mm. what? I had never actually looked at this album art until you said that. Yeah. So I always thought these were just regular women. No, they're pregnant. Um, but no, they pregnant as hell, oh. and they rolling blunts. Okay, this is a wild <laughs> album cover. Okay, and they pregnant as hell. Oh shit! Okay. I actually had uh, time to listen to uh, Born to Rap, and I thought it was a solid project as as well. I did not listen to his his latest album, but um, I heard so many talks about that uh, diss track that he had with um, Eminem, and um, I don't know, man. Like the way I feel about the game, yo, it's like he's one of those artists that is around because he reaches. But if you think about it, yo, him and Fifty two peas in the pod, bro. Fifty just Fifty Cent learned learned how to. Uh, capitalize in a different way in the form of story, storytelling, directing, you know, executive producing. The game is still stuck on the music tip. You know what I'm saying? And that's why people are looking at him like, yo, this, yo, this nigga lame. If 50 was still out put, pushing out m- music the way that he's doing, dissing everybody, doing this, try to grab attention, we would say the same thing about 52. Right. So... I'm not saying that game is not a good rapper. He is, but I think that his time is up when it comes to the rap, yo. He gotta, he gotta let these youngins do. Like, I think game gotta start his own label and put some raw shit out there with some youngins that's from his neighborhood that's pushing out some raw shit, and he gives them the the gems that Fifty gave him. You know what I'm saying? But so <clears throat> I actually like the game as a rapper. Over his career, thing is, I will say after like his initial fame, he's never reached national success like he has been. But I realized like with West Coast rappers, they rap, they still drop albums like Corrupt and Dog Pound still drop albums, but they don't get the same national attention that they would have got like in '95 or '96. So I can see the game still dropping albums. I just think like he tries to make too many singles. 
like I hate listening to an album when it's like I can tell that you were just trying to grab the hottest artist. I'm gonna feature you on the track, make a single because if it don't, that's why I really like a lot of Chris Brown projects. I'm like, bro, I don't, I want an album. I don't want a whole bunch of fucking singles. So that's how the game has stayed around. But I think people like him. He's like hip hop's uncle. You know, we've known him since middle school. So like he's still the game to us. And then mm-hmm. because he still comes out and does wild shit every now and then, even Gen Z niggas know the game. They might not know why, but like they know this nigga. So he's a he's one of hip hop's A A A B listers. Like he's I'll give him that. He's been around 20 years, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. When you, I'm when not you think about it, like you know, he, he's <laughs> definitely a he's a he's a he's a low A tier rapper. I get that. He's he's known around. He I the game is probably like one of ten rappers I feel like can go to any city and people know who he is. True. He had a reality you know, show. The game. He had a reality show. That's why. Yeah. No, that's all. That's all I got about the game. I don't really got much to say. I'm saying he's a dope artist, but all the extra stuff is too much. That's what makes him a celebrity because we're talking about him. So he he he's done what Soldier Boy's done, do enough yeah. just to stay relevant yeah. and stay in people's mouth. That's true, yo. That is true. Hey, I checked out this uh, little baby documentary. Man, <clears throat> it's on Amazon Prime. How was it? Dope as fuck. I'm not even gonna lie, little baby. I've always been a fan of him, but after this documentary of him, yeah, it 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 basically helped me like see him in a different light, see him in a way different light. I saw this meme on uh, social media that made me curious about the documentary, but it was like little baby dropped that documentary to let the feds know, hey, I'm working. Always been working. <laughs> I'm not with those guys. <laughs> Thanks. Listen, but, listen. Yo, don't don't put me in a Rico. Nah, but baby, though, nah. He the real. He the real. He he's the real deal. He's like a real story. Um, a real all all American story when it comes to hip hop from a southern take. perspective. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say this in July. You you might you might hate me for it. Lil Baby has Southern Jay-Z status, like trajectory. Like, and the yeah. reason, and the reason I say this is the motherfuckers work ethic. And like, I'm Dude, a fan this. of Lil Baby. Bro, bro can really rap. Like, Lil Baby, that nigga really like I I remember like a couple years ago, because I don't really like the baby, but I like Lil mm-hmm. Baby. I, I remember listening to him, like, you know, who is Lil Baby nigga? I'm like, this. Oh, he he owned something. And I've seen him progress and get more business-like. And I'm like, you know, hey, the sky's the limit. So people love this man worldwide. So, like, that's... He can be huge. No, I honestly, honestly, I agree. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. I agree. He's, he's definitely... Yeah, I, I agree. No, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he does have, you know, the push and the press to be dope. I remember they had, like, him yeah. walking with, uh, Jay, what is it called, James Harden. And I was like, little baby, little baby. Nobody knows who James Harden was. Like, yo, James Harden, James Harden yeah. <laughs> so, MVP, uh, yeah. All Star. So that's dope. But I do like, I do wow. like what Tony brought up though. He's talking about um, his lyrics are not going to be used in a Rico case. So what do you think about that? Them actually using these rappers' lyrics. We're talking about storytelling. That's actually using them for Rico cases. All right, all right, all right. I, I I'm happy we asked this question. So I'm gonna say this: Me too. Rap is an expression of art. 
but this is the thing. When you are actively participating in street shit, don't self-incriminate. You can't use actual events. Like, if you shot a nigga last night, you can't be like, I shot a nigga last night, dug his body. Like, bro, like, in the feds, like, he on this street, take a right turn here. Oh, here's the body. <laughs> hey, boom. Come on like, in. Uh, we, we solved the crime. So if you're actually being creative on your art and telling the story that is loosely based off of I'll have no issue. But if you dumb enough to put what you live in in the lyric, you self-snitching. You can't be mad that the feds using that shit. Like, everybody else will. Like, if somebody's anything. Like, if your sibling says something to you in a song, like, I, you, so you stole my lunch? You put it in a song? I'm using <laughs> that against you. <laughs> so, to me, it's one of those things, like, it sucks, but at the end of the day, like, if you make it that much money, you're not smart enough to not put it in there. You got to deal with the case because you know they listening, especially if you're black. It's rap. Yeah, I agree, bro. Like all of that shit, I agree. Cause <sighs> isn't a form of artistry is to like foreshadow shit, use metaphors. You yeah. know, those are like components of what a story is. And if you don't have that capacity in your writing, your penmanship is not really golden. You just tell it on yourself. You're just self-incriminating. I mean, you know, you're making your life harder. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think that, um, you know, hey, free those guys, man. They deserve a, a second chance. Let's just say that. Because forgive them for what they didn't know. But at the same time, they artists. They got to be a lot more creative when it comes to what you write. It's cool to be truthful, but you can foreshadow some shit. You can damn use metaphors and similes to, you know, Don't that doesn't involve yourself. you. Right. <laughs> you talk about Roger. You're like, hey, yo, yeah, man, Roger, you know, Roger shot that nigga last night and I seen yeah. him put it. Oh, I didn't see him, but uh, maybe so. And, you know, you can flip the damn lyrics up, make it, a, make it you know, better. But I don't know, man. Do y'all Sad. Is a story. Do you know who YMW Melly is? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, to me, when I think about what you asked, I think about this story. And I actually like the song, um, Murder on My Mind. Great song. Love it. He's a, he's a South Florida kid. But for a crime to happen that exactly like that, and when you listen to the song, it's like, when I heard it, I was like, this nigga's guilty. Like, this nigga is guilty. Like, I'm not a prosecutor, but this motherfucker is guilty because when they read the little case report, it sounded just like the song. I'm like, you can't go up there as an artist like, yeah, I was just being creative. Yeah. It don't work like that. It doesn't, it doesn't cut it. That's funny. Yeah, they have a lot of people like Body Schmurder. He basically rapped about it. But I think a lot of times as well, they don't know they're going to be famous. <laughs> like, you think about it, some people, yeah, they're... They are famous and they shouldn't be rapping about that thing. But a lot of times, you know, you're just rapping in your room and you come up with a song. You're like, yo, I know it's going to blow. You, I get that, but you still got to be smart enough to know if you actually, like, Jalan, if, if we robbed the bank and we got away with it, even if we don't blow up, I'm not talking about it on air. 
Right, that's like, common yeah, sense. You know, like, yeah, nah, bro, we rolling big. We hear the lit. Like, bro, I'm not saying that. That's the part where I'm like, that's just dumb. No, I truly no. believe it's a clout chase, bro. It it's is. a clout chase. These guys has twisted, these young guys twisted the concept of rap storytelling into clout. I'm going to tell them what I really did. They ain't going to really know. I'm an artist from what they see on the TV screen. But, you know, at least I had that cred when I get back home. You know, them niggas, them niggas know that I did that shit. But that ain't storytelling. That's fucking, your ass going to jail. You going to jail. Yeah. You going to jail. <laughs> you, it's through. You're going to jail. You might as well just go ahead and, you know, start building up your damn commissary because you're going to jail. I think Man. people just like to, like you said, the people like to share when they got away with something. So like somebody got away with something, they're like, yo, I'm telling somebody. Because sometimes you don't want to keep that to yourself. You know? I, th- I think for for certain street shit, it, it's, I'm going to say this because I listen to a lot of like rap. And some of the like shit where niggas be like, for example, I love like Chicago Drill. I like King Von. I like Lil Dirk. So I listen to all of that. And then there's like real beef them niggas sending back and forth. And I feel yeah. like for some subsets of hip hop, especially like in like Florida, they literally be rapping about shit they did to diss the other people. And that's where it becomes a, a different type of clout because it's a disrespect thing at that point, which to me doesn't make it any better because like when y'all disrespect each other, like the cops are watching. You're doing it in front of like hundreds of thousands of people. And it's like, I don't know, I got locked up free this nigga. No, don't free that nigga because he's stupid. Hey man, I agree. It's just a it's just a a, a, a graduated form of uh, tripping on the set. Really, it's the same shit. You know, if you was to rewind 10, 20 years back, people tripping on the set and on on the, on the damn neighborhood, it's the same thing. Oh, I heard you was talking about such and such across town. Oh, well, we gotta go handle that. It's the same shit. Them niggas is still in jail now or just probably made parole off of some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like now, uh, you catch these guys, they putting it on damn Instagram. The same shit. They putting it on live right now. Like, hey, I'm going to do what I what my damn OG did, but I'm going to make sure all y'all see it. Yeah. <laughs> and they ass going to jail. It's, it's crazy, bro. Technology. Technology, for real. It's a graduated form of clout chasing of what people are doing with storytelling and rap. All right, so I got one random question about storytelling. Who do you... Are there any R&B storytellers? Mm. Because, like, when I think of... I'm sorry, but the song that pops up to my head, I know it's somebody we should talk about, but... I don't care. It's our podcast, but Contagious is that's gonna go down. A, one of the best, and I know this is it is what it is. But like, if everybody know that song, and that's a story, like Ronald Isaac, like, I just talk about his verse, like that that man whose name shall not be like mentioned is a really good R and B storyteller. Yeah. I mean, hell, that man has a song right now on TikTok that is viral. Really? Really. For real, for real. What song is it? I think it's like, 
lap dance or lap. It's something about shaking. No, no, legs, leg shaking. That's the song. Is it a new it's song? The, uh, I don't know, bro. I just know that it's his song. And the song is called Legs Shaking. So he's basically just talking about a woman. Yeah. Everybody doing their little TikTok dances to it. I'm like, what the hell? And man, wow. hey, he's going, he's going viral without even being here. So I wonder why. We live in a sexualized culture now. So go ahead. I would love to see legs shaking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I mean shit. It's crazy. Nobody. <laughs> but I do agree though, for sure. I had this perfect song, but I can't find the, the person's name. That's the that sucks. Hum the song. Is it a popular song? It's something about like OJ the Juice Man, but it's not the ju- it's not OJ the Juice Man. It's not. It's like OJ, is your name OJ or something like that? I ain't okay. gonna. I have that's no what I'm idea. saying. That's all, I, nah. You're not gonna know what I'm talking about. You're not gonna know what I'm talking about. Yeah, there is somebody listening. I know what's all this. Yeah, they know exactly. What I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah, this... yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think it's called. Hold on. Go ahead, Tony. To do yours, do yours, do yours, do yours. Hey, I honestly don't know, bro. I'm just gonna be real. Like, I don't think there's any R&B artists that are really uh, telling stories, man. It's the like Jones. I, I don't know. Like, I can't think of any R&B artist that is telling some Man. real stories aside from like women R&B artists that are talking about their past trauma or PTSD when it comes to relationships. Um, Ari Lennox dropped a new EP. Um, it was solid. It was solid. So my thing is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was solid. So I don't know. I don't know if there's any like really raw R&B artists that are making noise, man. Like Chris Brown, you know, we know he's on tour with a uh, little baby and I heard he just got um, an award for like an international artist or something most popular international. Yeah. Crazy, bro. Crazy. So people making moves and getting recognition in other forms now, aside from the pure form of, rhythm and blues and the storytelling behind that. Like, you don't really hear that too much now. Okay, I finally, I, I finally found it. Hold on, I got to set my camera because my camera died. So, hold on. I finally found it, though. Yeah, y'all can keep talking. I, I found it. Okay, nah, that was it, bro. Nah, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got to go, wait. Hold on. I'm, I'm not. Because <laughs> now, now, now I'm emotionally invested in understanding what this song is and See if I know if I know it or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's some shit we ain't never heard, heard of. Like, it. It's an old song. Y'all heard it. Excuse me. All right. Carl Thomas. Nah, that's an old song. That's kind of kind of dope. I ain't gonna lie. When you say when you say old, like that's a, like that's now old, becoming yeah. a triggering statement because niggas <laughs> at work call me sir a lot. Okay. And Perfect. I don't feel like I'm at that sir age yet. You feel me? Like, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Calm that shit down, my boy. Fucking call it, sir. Hey, like, hey, hey, chill, chill out. Words. Like, if you saw me outside of work, you wouldn't be serving me up like now, like, bro. That is know. hilarious, bro. That shit, that shit. It's respectfully like disrespectful. I'm saying, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. When people call me Mister Abrams, I'm like, yo, relax a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Jalal, Jalal, yo, like, yeah, relax. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but the song I was talking about was um, Orange Juice Jones, The Rain. 
I feel like that was that was fire. Y'all remember that song? You know? So so he's 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 singing, he's singing, he's like, hold on. He's like, he's like, hold on, how the lyrics go? He said, I saw you and him. Uh, walking in the rain. Yo, he went all the way back. <laughs> Y'all were holding hands. Old. That is old song. That's old. That is yeah. old song. Yes. It was a dope that was song. Dope. That was dope. Bro, anything older than us is a classic, nigga. Well, I'm thinking old. I'm thinking 90s. Oh, right. okay. Before we came. Before we years ago. Yeah, 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 that song. Like, yeah. I, I remember that video. That's why. I'm just like, I remember that video. That was fire, yo. Yo, the funniest part was at the end when he was like, yeah, go ahead and get your coat. <laughs> he was talking to the girl. He was like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and get your coat. Hell yeah. I see. Uh-huh. And the damn beat was playing. That shit was classic, yo. That shit was classic. I, I will say this. As much as I like that song, I can only stomach but so much 80s music because like, it's something about some of those beats that just like, they age well with time. I right, hold on. I got the last lyrics. He said, "That's right, silly rabbit. Tricks are made for kids. <laughs> Don't you know that?" <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, you without me, like cornflakes without the milk. <laughs> it's my world. <laughs> he was going in. I was like, damn, he won't, he won't play. He's like, he's like, now get out of here. Don't touch that coat. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> he said, "Don't, don't touch the coat." Damn. That's so, up, yo. if I need y'all to do this, I need you to translate that statement that he just said, but in 2022 terms. Cool. Wait, read run, those lyrics one in, more time. I legit would say, I would, I would legit say it the same way, but that's just me. <laughs> Your girl gonna be like, what? What did you say? All right. So it's like, that's right, silly rabbit. Tricks are made for kids. Don't you know that? You without me is like cornflakes without the milk. It's my world. You're just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Now get out of here. Don't touch that coat. <laughs> here it is. Yeah, so I'm the motherfucking alpha. You just the person that's here. <laughs> I always can do better than you. <laughs> you think I, hey, you think I can't? Watch. Watch. Don't even touch that coat. I brought that shit anyway. Oh, you brought, oh, I brought that Lambo too. Yeah, that fucking Lambo truck. I brought that shit. I brought that motherfucking shit. That shit is mine. Keep it there. <laughs> I don't know, bro. You know, yeah. going off of different uh, money tiers, you know, people that's <laughs> high value, people that's like, you know, they think they high value. I called Maybe. you an Uber. <laughs> I called you an Uber. Yeah. Uh, that's Step how that's said. That, that's, that's how that's condensed in 2022. I called you an Uber. Basically. I, I will legit say this. I would say it the same <laughs> way because I'm a fool, so. <laughs> nah, I don't like talking a lot. I called you a new It's my time to go when he get here. He was like straight up boasting <laughs> that whole conversation, like boasting it. Like, yo, I can do better than you. This is nothing. Yeah, that's you know that song was written from a real space though. Like that shit happened to him. He went home and pinned that from straight emotion. <laughs> he angrily wrote some shit about that that last shit. Like that was some anger. That's how niggas thought when they got angry back then. The 80s was different, bro. If I they get angry, that shit, that shit ain't popping to my head. No Fruity Loops and tricks for kids. I ain't saying no shit like that. Like, this bitch. If, if so, that's brilliant. Bro. If something like that happened to me, just know we about to have a fire episode, dude. I'm going in. I'm going in. We about to record for four hours. <laughs> it's going to be July talking like, I'm going to get something to eat. Tony, he's still talking? All right, cool. <laughs> that is hilarious, yo. But that is something. Like, guys did write their expression 
in story form a lot more way back in those days than they do now. It's like, oh, I already did it, but I can write about it. I killed that nigga. That's it. It, it was <laughs> back then. They actually used words to like actual. Because when I exactly. think about storytelling too, I feel like it's one part we probably left out. When you think about like the old, it's like Motown, the classics. Like one of my favorite songs is like Bobby Womack. If you think you're lonely, mm. and like back in those days, like niggas used to start off talking. They talked into the song. They'd be like, "See now, like." My old lady, like they would talk to you, give you the situation, and you're like, yeah, the beat building in the back, and then that nigga just start singing, whoa, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the song, know. it's like, oh shit, this nigga that told a story. He really going through. Like, you think you're lonely now? Like these niggas really wrote. Now we don't get that same level of like you know creativity. We need that shit now. The only the only person that I can see doing that would be Anderson Pop. He don't really do it. He, that, but, but that's that Silk Sonic shit, though. They brought right. it back. They, they brought exactly. that old school. Exactly. And they got awards, so they yeah, did I'm it, bro. They, they set they shit. They set they damn high. They bringing the old school players back. Five. Yeah. What we need. Damn. Tough. Mm. Yeah, man. So we all so we all see music going now. Like we hear all these new projects now. People trying to storytell. They trying to give perspective. Could y'all see music uh, becoming a lot more deeper, or just skimming the surface in terms of just making you making you move? Uh, I hope so. I'm just thinking about like the J Cole dream. It's dope to hear a song that you're actually going through at that time. I feel like I hope it's more of that more transparency because that's what why J. Cole is where he is. All these songs, Wet Dreams, which was like number one, every guy experienced that. You see what I'm saying? So it's just mm-hmm. to have something that's relatable instead of everybody killing, I think that would be kind of dope. So I think music still has the element of dreams. I feel like it's just harder to find for our age bracket. I feel like what gets pushed is some of the stuff that we don't like. So where I see music going, how I, I don't know how everybody else digests their music. So like for me, I think music's in a great spot. It's just what's popular, I don't listen to. So like, I don't listen to the radio. So I don't know what they're trying to push because I have Apple and I find what I want to listen to. I listen to playlists based off of that. But I think that's where music's going to keep going. Like it's going to be harder. And you'll see two things. It's going to be harder and harder to find like artists but you're going to see, I feel like the internet pushes artists now. Like, there's artists, like, she's a rapper. Her name is, like, Ice Coco or something like that. Just has one song. But all of a sudden, it's like, you're hearing about her. And she's a, a very attractive young lady. But it's like, it reminds me, like, Takashi thing, where it's like, out of nowhere, this person. And then it's like, to me, that's the industry pushing, like, artists mm-hmm. on people to kind of, like, listen to them and listen to them. That's fire. Because I see shit, I'm like, this shit's not fire. But everybody said it's fire, so maybe my ear broke. So I feel like that's the one thing I can see with music that keeps going. Like, the internet's a little easier to push stuff. So I feel like they always keep pushing artists down our throat that we have to talk about that aren't really good artists. So I feel like for the true artists, it's going to make it harder and harder for them to, like, really stand brighter because niggas not checking for that that, that true shit. So... That's just my thing. I agree. Yeah. Well said, bro. Not for real. Me too. 
I agree because that shit is it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, you know, especially now. Like we're in a a time where we don't really know what's next. I'm not not trying to sound scary or nothing like that, but like people got to be a lot more open open minded to become sustainable and wise. And I mean, just with just with life. So if you can't hear the genuinity or the authenticity of new artists from the form of radio, music videos, whatever, not even the Internet. Right. And it's going to be it's going to be hard to capture that. man. So shit, it's crazy. Shit. Well, we've reached the back end of the episode. Y'all got any last comments or remarks before we wrap this on? Stand up. Yeah, y'all say a prayer for um, North Carolina A&T, man. But they just lost Central. <laughs> God. Bro, don't go on, bro. Listen. Relax, listen. Bro. No, bro, man. That can't happen, bro. You opened up That cannot happen, yo. That can't happen, yo. I'm sorry, man. That cannot happen, yo. Because the thing, the thing about it, first. the thing about it, my cousin, she came through. Um, She's from Central. She just been in Central. So I'm pretty much picking her up. I don't know if I should put this on the air. Everybody. Just, 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 just know. Okay, I'm just, I'm just putting this part on the air. So she came to the car, her and her friend, Eagle Pride. I said, no. <laughs> hey, yeah. that shit, bro. Hey, man. Listen, we listen, can't move. Isn't that the first game of the season, too? Let's just no, move I'll, on, bro. Listen, gonna, let's, 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 let's talk about this. I will say this. <laughs> I'm going to shout out to the Eagles fans. Shouts out to y'all for winning one because we didn't bust y'all last the last six mm-hmm. years. So, as an Aggie, I don't know that level of defeat for that long a period of a time. So I just take this one. Next year we bouncing back strong. But everybody know Aggie Pride is better than Eagle Pride. And for sure. To AT football, bro. I watched the game and you, you can't, I, I was so frustrated watching the game by some of the dumbass plays we were calling. Mm. And we just let like we beat ourselves. They ain't really beat us. We weren't playing AT brand of football. So that's what also makes me feel good. Like we weren't playing well. We was doing stupid stuff. So next year, Central, take it. Have it. Life must suck being the eagle. So you have to have some bright hope. There y'all win, go. Let that shit go. You're still an eagle at the end of the day. Well said. Aggie Pride, baby. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. Aggie Pride. Much respect to the Eagles, because, you know, hey, I can't contradict myself. I went to that school for grad school, whatever. It was right okay, around the thing, bro. It was right around the corner for me. But I'm an Aggie man. You're still an Aggie. Aggie man. You're still an Aggie. I was there first. You know, that's my home. I just, you know, branched out. I was, I was Aggie uh, Pride, man. Aggie Pride. I was about two seconds, Central offered me a scholarship to play football. And I was going to go to Central to play football. It's my mom was mm-hmm. like, what you gonna major in? I was, I'm just gonna play football. She was like, "No, what you gonna major in?" I'm just like, <laughs> biology. She's like, "Nah, it ain't the plan." Then I went to AMT. So uh, yeah, I was yeah, I was yeah. almost eagle. This didn't happen. But shit, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. If you haven't already done so, please smash that like or subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify or Apple, share. Put us on, post us on your IG, your Facebook, whatever your social media is. We greatly appreciate it. So thank you for tuning in to Face the Music. Once again, I'm Justin. I'm Tony. My name is Jalon Abrams. Be out. Peace.